0: All right, we want to welcome to the program our good friend, the coordinator of the Respect Life Ministries right here in the Diocese of Trenton, Rachel Hendricks. Happy New Year, Rachel. Welcome to the program.
1: Thanks so much, Jim and Cheryl. Happy New Year. Hi, great to hear from you, Rachel, and I'm sure you are busy, busy this month in particular. Right, yeah, of course. January is always a really busy life for um, all of our ardent uh, Mm pro-lifers and for the whole church community, really, coming out of the Christmas season and um, getting back to kind of our normal lives, and um, but yeah, particularly for those of us that are working in areas that build a culture of life in our parishes and mm. our communities, January is a key, a key time for us to stand together in prayer and in service and building awareness um, about all these life issues, and particularly advocacy. Um, as your listeners probably know, this month will mark the 50th anniversary of the Roe v. Wade. Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion in all 50 states. Um, And as most people probably know by now, uh, this, you know, really egregious decision was overturned last June through the Dobbs decision. Um, But as we talked about in the past, you know, in September and October, when when we had this segment, we talked about how here in New Jersey, abortion remains legal through all nine months of pregnancy. And throughout 2022, as a matter of fact, today is the first we'll have to say, solemn anniversary of the legislation that passed in the state of New Jersey that codified the full right to abortion for women in the state of New Jersey. It was legal before, but the state, seeing that that row might get overturned, Mm -hmm. being such an abortion permissive state uh, last January 13th, sadly, our legislature, legislators, uh, majority of our legislators in both houses, and our governor, um, were sadly uh, willing to sign this bill that further codified Mm -hmm. the right to abortion here Mm -hmm. uh, in New Jersey and state law.
0: Isn't it shocking
1: that they are of such a mindset and their hearts must be so stone cold to God's creation? Yeah, it's hard for us that know the truth of the sanctity of all life. It's Mm -hmm. hard for us to understand Mm -hmm. how... Some people can take such a position because many of them are very, very um, empathetic towards services for the poor and the homeless. And, you know, I always say that it's like it's like when before St. Paul was St. Paul and he was Saul. Right. And he was so headstrong in doing what he thought was right. He couldn't see the truth until he literally got knocked off his horse. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like scales it fell from his eyes and he saw the truth. And I can only imagine that. I only pray that that type of experience happens for those who really are so headstrong to push for abortion and actually become not only pro-choice, but pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. And they ju- they just, I-, I hope that they can't see the horror of what they're perpetrating. Um, because imagine if they, if, if they could really see it and know it and still choose it, um, so you know we have a duty not only to pray for the moms who are vulnerable and babies and and dads and families, but we have to pray for these pro, steadfast pro-abortion um, people and advocates and legislators that they might have a conversion of heart. Because here in New Jersey, we need to fight against these pro-abortion laws for sure, and we need to fight for pro-life um, you know measures as mm. well. Uh, but he, the, the reality is, sadly, it's unlikely that in any time in the near future that we're going to make any headway to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, you know, have to shift our approach a little bit while we're still fighting. I'm not saying back off, but we need to start working together with some of the, let's say, pro. if, if someone's truly pro-choice, then we should be able to find some common ground with them about how to help moms mm-hmm. who see abortion as their only choice, because they're low income, they're working two jobs, they have no child care, Mm -hmm. Um, they're housing insecure, Um, you know, they're they're looking at having no income, being rejected by perhaps their own mom or dad, whoever's helping them, the man in their life, whoever it is. And it's out of of a sense of desperation that, sadly, so many women, you know, choose abortion, Mm -hmm. but really, is it really a choice? And how are we helping them to see through sometimes legislative measures that will support them that they can have a choice,
0: right? But um, I, I so think, we really
1: need to start working together and finding some common ground to move anything forward in New Jersey. Yeah,
0: I, I think you know uh, this week, as you know, the the, uh, the um, Born Alive Protection Act was passed by the House of Representatives in, in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two hundred eighteen Republicans voted yes in favor of passing this law that would protect a child that was right. alive as the result of a uh, unsuccessful abortion. And and they, the law stated that would be taking the child would have to be taken care of just as if you know it was a child any gestational period that was alive at the time of birth to, to care for that child. And but what strikes me is that 211 people voted no. Um, and how you know how could you say if a child is born alive whether it was an abortion that you wouldn't take care of it you wouldn't do anything to keep the child alive? 211 people, all Democrats. One Democrat voted voted yes in favor. Henry Cuellar, I believe he's probably Catholic. But I'm sure there are other Catholics in that 211, sadly, that voted no. So it's the mindset of of the country, even the people, is 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 a horrible uh, at a horrible place right now. So you're right; we have to really try to do something to to change these attitudes toward toward. Do they, do they really understand what's going on here? I don't know. I don't know. They can't be that ignorant.
1: Right, right, and it, it's sad because you know we've become so incredibly politically polarized. Mm-hmm that even if we don't even if we don't put it in the terms of Republican Democrat or left and right, like some of our ideologies and some of our like what's now ingrained internal politics has become more like our idol mm. um than really, you know, what we're rooted in in any faith. Yeah. Um and now sadly that's turned to like you're describing, you know, how could how could someone vote no <laughs> to provide services for a child born alive after abortion mm-hmm. Um, it should be the same treatment as any wanted baby who is born prematurely, alive. Um, you know, but but the, you know this whole idea of you know my body, my choice, or reproductive rights is really, um, and now the term is coming out. It's very very sad, but it's really no longer a right to abortion. It's a right to a dead baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, this, at this point, regardless of whether the abortion procedure is completed before the baby is born um, or not. And actually our speaker that's coming, um, Charlie Kamosi, we'll talk about that a little bit later, is coming into Freehold on uh, next Friday. Yes, Bishop Um, mentioned that actually earlier today. He's he's written a lot about these types of really difficult issues.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this coming up next week. And of course... uh,
1: A lot of events. uh, Yeah, Yeah.
0: and Bishop earlier on his program mentioned uh, the Mass uh, at the co Cathedral next Friday, I believe at 11 o'clock. And then uh, the speaker... But maybe just kind of give us all the details here. He briefly went over it, but give us some details on that and also what other activities may be taking place. And the, the march in Washington is still on, so there's yeah. people going down there. But maybe if you have, give us a rundown on what's going on, we, we'd be happy to yeah. let people know.
1: Yeah, sure. And I'm glad to hear Bishop was on. I know he was He was on last week. Did he just do that today?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay, I'm going to have to catch that on a rebroadcast then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but uh, but yeah, so we have a lot happening. And so, so Dyson of Trenton, Bishop O'Connell, has decided to um, have a a really wonderful opportunity for people all over the state of New Jersey, Catholics and all people of goodwill, to come together in radical solidarity and prayer, together with those who are in Washington on that same day, marching for life. Um, but we come together in radical solidarity and prayer who are all involved in this issue? Those that are, those that are, are performing abortions, those that are passing this legislation, those moms that are vulnerable, families that are impacted, and of course, all those babies, right, whose lives are being sacrificed. Um, and so, like you mentioned, uh, Bishop O'Connell will be um, saying a very special mass for life at our co-cathedral in Freehold. That's on Georgia Road, the co-cathedral of St. Robert Bellarmine. All are welcome. We there are over 1,100 seats. In that church, and from what I've been gathering, there's going to be a really, really great showing at the Co-Cathedral from all walks of life. We have people who are coming who are non-Catholic Christians. We have people coming who work in crisis pregnancy centers. We have people coming who are who work in social concerns issues, food pantries, Catholic charities, um, and many like. Just regular old folks like all of us, parishioners that just care, and maybe this is of their interest. Maybe they've never even been to a typically kind of pro-life event or mass, um, but this is something we're really calling together a broad group of people because we are one church, right? Mm-hmm. Our church is meant to act as one. We're not meant to be segmented out in different areas of ministry. Granted, we all have different times and talents to give to the church. Um, this doesn't mean we all have to do everything, but we need to see our interconnectedness in what it is that our goal is, right? Our goal is to achieve, achieve that abundant life in the Eucharist, be one with Christ in the Eucharist. So we have to be one church together. Um, so we're, we're really, really, really optimistic about the, the whole kind of feel and vibe and um, attendance to the special mass for life. And again, that's next Friday, January 20th at 11 a.m., with Bishop O'Connell, there will be many, many concelebrant priests. We'll have deacons there. It's really going to be something, um, I think, beyond what I've experienced um, through, you know, my however many years in pro-life ministry uh, here in the Diocese of Trenton. Um, so, and, and I will say, you know, we're grateful for all of those people who are traveling down to Washington, D.C., and we didn't mean by any way to interfere with their or to compete with that in any way. This is to augment, to draw more people into this conversation and into action um, on, on, particularly this life, this, this abortion issue, but certainly expands the the gambit of issues that impact these life or death situations at any age or stage in our lives. Um, and many buses are going down to Washington, so um, you know, please reach out to your parish to find a, a bus that's uh, close by if you want to go down there. We think it's awesome, and we expect. Here and see great things. EWTN does great coverage of the whole of the whole day. So I would encourage people if you are not out at uh, in Trenton and not down in Washington, to tune in to EWTN and I'll check out what's going on. Um, I will say so after our mass, we are hosting a national speaker, Dr. Charles Camosi will be coming in. Um, he's a nationally recognized author and speaker and columnist. He's a moral theologian and he's a, bioeth- he's a bioethicist, um, and he's a fellow New Jerseyan. He does so much national work. He was really excited to accept this invitation to speak to a broad range of people uh, on on life issues right here in his home state. Um, he's also a professor of medical humanities at Creighton University School of Medicine, which is a Catholic school of medicine, and he is a fellow and professor at the Saint Joseph Seminary that serves Archdiocese of New York. Um, he's extremely qualified to talk to us and to pique our interest in how we can move forward in this post row time, but in a state like ours mm-hmm. that is so abortion permissive. Um, he really will be in, the, he's going to give his remarks for like about 45 minutes, then there'll be some time for table discussions for people to really chew on what his remarks were and how that impacted them. And then we'll be able to have a full exchange with um, Dr. Camosi through a Q&A and, and comment section as well. Now that it's already full. We haven't even gotten to our deadline for registration. That's a, it's going to be a lunch and the program is limited seating, mm-hmm. so we are full for that uh, event. However, we are going to be recording the event and releasing like a, a nice, clean, edited version so people can view the, all of their, all of his remarks and his talk together with the Q and A section. and, and um, We'll be releasing that. Prob- it probably, it may take a week or two after the event to release that. Um, so, so that's really and the mass to that, the 11 o'clock Mass next Friday will be live-streamed on our Diocesan YouTube mm-hmm. channel, which is, if you just go to YouTube and put in Trenton Diocese, um, and it's also going to be out on all of our communications, uh, social media, all of our outlets. The mm-hmm. live stream will be, uh, people will be able to tune in to that Mass in Freehold as well. Um, so we're really excited. Uh, the group of people we have coming to the lunch, and again, it kind of reflects who will be who we know are coming to the, the Mass as well. We have students, we have high school students, we have college students, we have members from the Aquinas Institute at Princeton University coming. Um, so we're really, really excited because it's really going to be an interesting, multi-generational group of people who, you know, I don't think have come together in this way on this issue To really dialogue with one another Mm -hmm. and to really find common ground and become interested in how we can interconnect what it is that we do.
0: That's great. um,
1: In order to support life.
0: That's great. Um, So uh, that's again Friday, the the 20th, a week from today uh, at 11 o'clock, Co Cathedral. Now, people can just attend the Mass. There's no need to register for that, obviously. Just come, right?
1: That's right. We want to pack the Co Cathedral. Mm -hmm. So come. Come all, come with your kids, come with your grandparents, mm-hmm. <laughs> with your friends and neighbors, even if someone's slightly interested, just come, come and experience it. This mm-hmm. is going to be a unique opportunity. Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. And the, the march is still and I think we I, I got word today, uh, our schedule here from the network, that we'll be broadcasting uh, the march uh, throughout the day on Friday as well. And maybe we can, uh, I'll check with the diocese. They usually have no objection to, to kind of tap into that uh, mass, and we can maybe broadcast that as well. Uh, yeah, that their would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah.
1: And just the mass, I mean, the um, the March for Life, like I mentioned, we have there are multiple buses still headed down there, which is great. And um, I know, I think maybe we had mentioned, I can't recall if we mentioned the last time that we spoke, but uh, the Archdiocese of of Washington, D.C. usually runs a huge youth uh, rally in mass. Mm-hmm. They had canceled that because a lot of the youth were going to be staying in their home states and you know, especially in those states that are abortion permissive and really doing Mm -hmm. marches right there in their state. But they found that there are still going to be many, many young people coming and many, many just, even young at heart, people coming. And so Sisters for Life organized an event together with the Knights of Columbus, which is already sold out. Mm -hmm. They rented, like, the the big sports arena in (laughs) D.C. Oh, fantastic. Sold out like crazy. Wow. And so there's going to be a real vibrancy down there in this first row March for Life um, you know, it really is going to be something else. So, you know, I'll be busy here in Freehold with the hundreds that we have coming um, to Freehold for the mass and for our seminar. Um, but, you know, I'll be I'll be interested to peek in and see some of the rebroadcasts of the hundreds of thousands, you know, that I'm sure will be in D.C. Um, it's going to be, you know, a strong presence. And, uh, you know, we're going to move forward here. We're going to move our culture of life forward. In this post roe era, we may need to shift things around so that we can find the common ground and move forward and not keep hitting obstacles because of political ideologies. But we're moving forward, all right.
0: Great. Well, Rachel Hendricks, we appreciate you being with us, as you are every month with us. A little earlier this month, obviously, because we want to get you in before the march and everything that's taking place next week. So we'll talk to you again next month. But let our listeners know um, how they can find out more about Respect Life Ministries here in the Diocese of Trenton on the website there address
1: sure yeah the website that I maintain is Diocese of slash respect life dash ministry and on that page there's a tab that's standing together for life that's kind of our tag name for our January